0: We were looking for a single by woman and had the most terrible first experience ever. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy, oh boy, we gotta know about this. Oh my god, it was awful. Was it just heinous? (laughs) Uh, Well, like, we were really, like, after it was over, we were really sort of, like, holding our breath, waiting for the police to show up and, like, charge us with assault, Swingers are my people. Like the lifestyle is, I don't want to say it's my life, but it's definitely like that community that I feel most comfortable with.
1: I just have this awkward moment in my head. Like he comes up and he's just full on erect.
0: You're totally allowed to check that out. You're (laughs) totally allowed to check that out. Absolutely. You have to be willing to accept a certain amount of rejection if you're going to be in the lifestyle. That's just part of it.
1: Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I am Layla. I am so excited. Today's guest is the host of the Confident Swinger podcast and the owner of the Confident Swinger LLC, a lifestyle coaching business. In the lifestyle for 17 years, she's on a quest to help swingers embrace their badassery so they can grab the swinger lifestyle by the balls. Welcome, Joe Levitt, to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast.
0: Thank you so much, Layla. I'm so excited to be here.
1: I always like to start with people's backstories because, you know, I mean, how did you even get into the lifestyle, into swinging?
0: Yeah. So I have been in my current relationship with my, he's, we're married now, but I've been with him for 18 years and I had some super shitty relationships before that. And I had always kind of had that like by curiosity. But I'd never really like, even like dug into it myself, I'd never really felt secure enough in myself or definitely not secure enough in any relationship that I was in to try to think about even exploring that. And so when I got with my now husband, his name is Chad, we talked about it. And I said, you know, I, I think I'm kind of into girls. I think I wanted, I think that's there. And he was super supportive. And he was like, all right, well, let's let's try it. Let's see if we can make some shit happen for you. So he actually found the first lifestyle adult website that we got onto, which was C4P Club4Play. And uh-huh. he had even like set up the profile. And which is funny, because he is so not the assertive kind of guy. He is not the make a first move guy. That's just not him. But Uh, He was really doing it for me, for sure. So we kind of got started. And at that time, we were like so many others that get started in the lifestyle. We were looking for a unicorn. You know, we were looking for a single by woman and had the most terrible first experience ever. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, boy. We got to know about this. Oh, my God. It was awful.
1: Was it he- just heinous? <laughs> uh,
0: well, like we were really like after it was over, we were really sort of like holding our breath, waiting for the police to show up and like charge us with assault. So yeah. So let me, yeah. Whoa. let me. T- <laughs> so we had met this person on the website and we had chatted and decided that a female, A female. Yes, a single female. And we decided that we wanted to meet her, meet her in person, you know, and see how that went. So Chad was like, well, you go meet her because, you know, this is really all about you and what you want. So you go meet her and see what you think. And then if it works out, then you can bring her back to our house and we can, you know, go from there. So I met her at a restaurant and it was terrible like I can hold a conversation with anybody like I could probably hold a conversation with a brick wall and I could not have a conversation with her like everything that I would say she would answer in like one word no follow-up oh, no. no eye contact no interaction <sighs> like nothing right and so this is my first experience in lifestyle oh, at no! all. this is my oh, first no. experience with like ever oh. trying to date or whatever a woman and yeah so I'm like freaking the fuck out I'm like is this what this is like so I remember going into the bathroom and calling Chad and I was like I don't think this is gonna work I don't think I could do this <laughs> I I just I don't think so and he was like yeah I hear what you're saying but let's just knock this first one out. Let's just try it. Let's just, <laughs> let's you know, just
1: get it over with. <laughs> n- yes, pretty much. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: I'm like,
1: <laughs> uh,
0: okay. I'm like, maybe I'm just overthinking. Maybe it's just, it's nerves, it's jitters, you know, whatever. Right. So I invite her back to our house and for some, wait, weird- wait,
1: wait, Joe. Okay. I got to stop you right there. So I want to get this straight. After this just (laughs) awkward conversation, you're sitting there really just like getting one word answers. And so then you figure, I know, like, let's move this forward to the bedroom.
0: (laughs) Right? I know. And I'm like, in hindsight, it's like flag, 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 flag. Right, right. I'm like, let's just knock this first one out, you know? Right. So another, you know, red flag is that she can't, drive to my house for whatever weird reason so I have to drive her to my house and she had driven to where she she was she had driven there but she had like borrowed a car from a friend and her friend like didn't want her to drive the car other than like to get there and to get home or so I don't I don't even remember exactly the details I just know that I had to drive her to our house which was probably okay. like like 20 minutes away, right? So Yes. So we get there. So how was that car ride? Uh, um yeah, it was silent. <laughs> it was definitely silent. <laughs> oh my god. It was awful. <laughs> it so, was hilarious. So we get there and it's this is long enough that we're like sitting on the couch and we're drinking like wine coolers or something and we're playing Wii. That's how long ago this has been. And she's sort of playing and i think she's interacting more with my husband than she is with me but still not a lot with either one of us and it's getting later and later and later and nobody has said anything and nobody has made a move and he's like kind of playfully nudging me like he wants me to make a move and i'm like i don't fucking know how to make a move on a on a woman on like a I don't, woman i, I don't know. know what the That's hell i'm doing here Come on do the heavy lifting but i'm like i get that though because he's like i'm not here to fuck her i'm here for you to play with her and i don't want to make so i'm like i totally get that but i was thinking playing with somebody a little bit more experienced like she's going to know that i'm inexperienced and she's gonna make the move but no that doesn't happen and it gets super late and wait how
1: long at this point has she been in your house probably three
0: hours what (laughs) so i just sort of oh my god i sort of very like playfully like toss a throw cushion at her because we're sitting on our on our sectional and i'm like don't fall asleep you know just kind of cute and playfully and she freaks the fuck out She's basically like, I think maybe part of the pillow would like hit part of her glasses, maybe. And she's like, Oh, my God, I think you just pierced my eye. I, I think I'm bleeding. First of all, nothing had happened to her at all. Like she was totally fine. But she freaked the fuck out. And I'm like, Oh, my God. So I like, go and get her like a washcloth or something. And she's like, I'm not into this kind of like rough, this kind of rough play. Like I, I'm not, this is not what I signed up for. And I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, and she's shit. like going off and I'm like, okay, well uh, she's like, this is not how I thought this night was going to end. And I'm like, yeah, me either for sure. Oh, so I, also, got to drive her back to her car from there because my husband's like, This is all you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so I'm like, I'm like, Fucker, you're the one that's you.
1: <laughs> Oh my god, uh, so. Where is is your wingman. Come on now. <laughs> uh-uh, I would have made my partner, I'm like, You deal with her, you take her home. Not doing it.
0: So the ride home or ride back to her car was even more awkward than the ride to our house. And I was like, okay, this was awful. Like, this was a bad idea. So he was like, well, maybe we need to go to an event. Maybe we need to go to a party. We'll meet lots of other people. Maybe that's the route that we need to go. So we found a party. It's not in existence anymore, but we found a party in our town and we went and... We're standing there and we're super nervous. And this naked guy walks up to Chad and throws his arm around his shoulder. And he's like, hey, man, there's a gangbang upstairs. The woman's upstairs and her guy is like deployed. He's over overseas. And so we're all fucking her and we're sending the video to her guy. So you should come on up and join this gangbang. And Chad's like, I'm out. We got to go. (laughs) <laughs> like yeah. like, I'm I'm out this is, this is too much too fast yeah so yeah. our kind of introduction into the lifestyle was a little bit bumpy a little bumpy yeah that's a good word for it <laughs> it's turbulence Oh, but, uh, <laughs> but then we found another party and we actually found a couple that we knew outside like we knew in real life and met them at this party they were actually co-hosts at this party and ended up playing with her that was my first experience with another woman and it was amazing and the guys just kind of watched and it was so like hot and sexy and just like yeah everything oh yeah like everything that i had hoped that it would be and so it definitely got less bumpy after that but our introduction into it was not the best was not
1: the smoothest approach. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know what, but that gave you a lot of knowledge and on what some of the uncomfortable parts of this lifestyle are all about. And so is that what, you know, what led you to start the Confident Swinger? Is that why? Or, you know, what made you say, aha, you know what, I need to help people with this?
0: Yeah. Well, so I've always been that person that's like, like to help people. That's just part of who I am. And a couple of years ago, I kind of went through Chad said it was like my midlife crisis. (laughs) It was more like my midlife, like reawakening or like my personal journey of like trying to figure out like, what I wanted to be when I grew up, like what I wanted to actually use my gifts for or whatever. And I really wanted to help people like that felt stuck. I wanted to help those people like get the results that they wanted. And so it was trying to figure out like what people I wanted to work with at that point. And I tried on a couple different things, but I'm like, swears are my people. Like the lifestyle is it's, I don't want to say it's my life, but it's definitely like that community that I feel most comfortable with. It's the group of people that I enjoy the most. They're the, the most fun, the most authentic, the most accepting. And I'm like, if I get to choose who I'm going to work with, I want to fucking work with swingers. I want to work with people in the lifestyle. And yeah, I've been in the lifestyle for a long time, obviously. And I've seen a lot and I've seen a lot of people like blossom and transform in the lifestyle. And I've seen it bring like this amazing boost of confidence and I've seen them like come out of their shell, but I've also seen the flip side of that. And I've seen people that struggle and I've seen people that have these insecurities and they just can't get past it. And so they tend to like stand on the sidelines and they watch all of these other people exploring all of this stuff and like living their best lives. And I see all of these other people or they see all of these other people like doing the things that they want to do. And they just can't get past those blocks in their head. They can't figure out how to go from where they are to where they want to be. And I'm like, I can help those people. Like I can help them manage their thoughts and I can help them like see themselves differently and see the situation differently. And I can, help hold them accountable and I can give them that safe space to explore themselves and to grow and to learn. And it's just, I I think it's as much for me as it is for them because it's such an amazing experience seeing these people go from, there's no way I can fucking talk to her to I can fucking talk to anybody. Like there's nobody that's out of my league.
1: Yeah. And I love that.
0: Oh, it's amazing. Like being a part of that process.
1: Yes. So I want to, I'm going to come out of the gate swinging on this question and you can tell me, you know, if I'm right or wrong, but it seems like a lot of people, women, especially would struggle with body image in these types of scenarios. And is this a common concern and how do you help women, especially with this. And I'm sure it applies to men too, on some levels, but you know, I'm going to zero in on women, women, because I know all the hangups in my head sometimes, you know, and I feel like I'm pretty confident, but still the thought of getting naked with a bunch of strangers, men and women is kind of intimidating. Yeah. And so I just want to, you know, I want to know how common is this issue?
0: it's super common, honestly. And, you know, you see a lot of people, like I said, kind of coming out of their shell in the lifestyle, because they see especially people that go to events, because they see people of all different body sizes and shapes and everything, they see people there, and they see them being accepted by everybody. So part of it is really just like that community, of acceptance and seeing other people doing it and them being like, well, fuck if they can do it, I can do it too. But it's more than that because some people still have that struggle and they see it and they're like, I wish I could do it. So part of that it, for helping people is really figuring out what's going on with their head that makes them think that they can't like what their limiting beliefs are in themselves And then sort of like baby stepping them into it, like figuring out what they want, where they want to get to and how we can baby step you to that end result and build on your successes and how you can gain that confidence as you go. And so much of confidence is building on successes, but it's also like the perspective that you have and recognizing One of the things that I talk to my clients a lot about is the fact that, you know, you see your flaws as flaws, you see them as bad, you see them as like, imperfect. So you have this terrible negative image of your flaws and the fact that you think people are going to be repelled by them. But right, it's the opposite is actually true is like, nobody wants To be friends with somebody perfect. Nobody wants to play with somebody that's perfect because that's intimidating as fuck, right? So your flaws actually are what's going to help you connect to other people better. And so you being able to see that, see your flaws as a strength and see them as a way for you to connect with people better is so empowering and it helps you see yourself differently it helps you see your body differently it helps you see yourself differently really hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting to your happy place for a happy price go to your happy price price Priceline. green chef is the
1: number one meal kit for eating well with dinners that work for you not the other way around celebrate your best summer with seasonal recipes featuring certified organic fruits and vegetables organic cage-free eggs and sustainably sourced seafood you'll love these crave-worthy meals that support your healthy lifestyle and taste great too bring more flavor to your table this summer. I had one of their flatbread pizzas the other night and it was so fresh and yummy. Oh my gosh, total heaven in my mouth. Fill your best with nutritional approved recipes, including meals under 700 calories, high protein meals with at least 50 grams of protein per serving and flavorful plant-rich vegan and vegetarian meals featuring certified organic produce, good for you grains and plant-based proteins. Now choose from 50 plus weekly menu and market items with the option to mix and match meals in the same box without changing your plan. Get everything you need at Green Market, our one-stop shop for quick breakfast, brunch kits, wholesome lunches, and more you can easily add on to your weekly order. Go to greenchef.com slash curiousgirl60 and use code curiousgirl60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. Again, just go to greenchef.com slash Girl 60 and use code CuriousGirl60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. I love that. You know, I've been wanting to go to a swinger party, a lifestyle party by myself. I've only ever been with a partner and I've wanted to go by myself more so, I mean, obviously because I'm curious about, I know what it's like to go with a partner, but I'd love to go by myself. And it's really more so that I can, because I know that I have a fear around surrounding it. And it's more so that I can get over that fear. Because I like to do, you know, if it's awkward or a little bit like, oh, if I'm a little hesitant, I'm almost more drawn to things like that, because I know, kind of like, there's growth there, you know, like, okay, okay, boy, if you really think you know who you are, go to a party with no clothes on. (laughs) Oh,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. You
1: want to find out how confident you are in real life? Like, really? (laughs) Let's bottom line this. Take off your clothes and walk around in front of a bunch of strangers.
0: (laughs) That's so true. Right? And
1: and try to be sexy at the same time.
0: (laughs) And try to talk. Yeah, try to like carry on try, a conversation well now,
1: try to make eye contact only like I mean <laughs> you know I mean i mean, gonna be I'm gonna If I feel like I'm gonna be like checking the goods you know and looking and
0: yeah you absolutely are gonna is be is that checking-
1: acceptable yes when he's walking up can I like <laughs> Can I give him the once over
0: with my eyes? Is that Mm -hmm, all right? mm -hmm, Absolutely. I mean, most of the time at like at swingers parties or events, it's very rarely like all naked. And I've gone several times. I've gone a lot of times. Actually, I just went last weekend to a party with just my girlfriends. And it's fun. It's fun to go without your partner, you know, because It kind of gives you a little bit of freedom to just really focus on what you want and who you're interested in and exactly what you want to do instead of having to check in with your partner and be concerned about them as well.
1: Yeah. Right. Because that's kind of a a different thing. It's a different dynamic. Absolutely. Yeah. The checking in, right? And then versus when you're there by yourself, it's just all about what feels good to me. I don't have to worry about is this, you know, how's, how's my partner vibing with this? Are they attracted to this couple, you know, as well? Is it a go? Yeah. I like that. I like that. Now what should people expect at swingers parties and what are common protocols that newbies might not be aware of and just kind of like common
0: rookie mistakes. Right no always means no and no is a complete sentence and you don't have to say anything else other than that like if you're not interested it's totally okay to just be like no or no thanks or no I'm not interested those are all just fine it, definitely watch your alcohol intake like don't overdo it that's a common mistake yeah that a lot of people make is they are drinking too much because they've got the nerves and then they're shitty and I was wondering
1: about that. Yeah. Uh, how do you yeah, how do you manage the nerves? Cause naturally I would think, well, I'll have a drink. That'll like calm me down, but you don't want to be having <laughs> too many.
0: You don't. Which I
1: could see I could see because of the nerves and the fear
0: how that could be easy to do. Absolutely. It really is. It's easy to do. And then it's hard because you can't give consent if you're drunk. And nobody should want to play with you if you're drunk, because you can't give consent. And you totally have lost that like filter of what's okay and what's not okay. So it's really easy for you to cross the line and do something that's inappropriate. Because one of the big things at a swingers party is, it's not free for all, you're not there to like, fuck everybody. And so that means you're also not there to just touch everybody. Like, that's not okay. You still have to ask. You have to get permission before you touch somebody. And when you're drunk, you fucking forget that shit. You just, you're like, I'm going to do what I want to do. And that's not okay. So that's a big one. Also, like, you're going to get out of it what you put into it. So if you stand back and you don't talk to anybody, you're not going to have as much fun as if you actually go up and talk to people. And that can seem scary to a lot of people. But You're all just you're not walking up to somebody and being like, hi, do you want to go fuck? You're walking up to somebody and being like, hey, I'm Joe. And you're just starting a conversation. So you're just there to meet people. And everybody is also there to meet people. So it's really not as scary as what you've built it up to be in your mind. So I would definitely say put yourself out there a little bit and just talk to people, interact with people. You're going to have way more fun if you do that.
1: Do you ever meet someone there and you're just more engaging them, kind of feeling them out, building a little bit of a rapport? And then it may not be that party that you guys actually get together at, but does it ever end up like, hey, let's exchange numbers. And is it kind of like, sort of like a little bit like a bar scene at times, like where you can just sort of, if you're not hooking up there, it might be like, Hey, another time
0: absolutely and everybody's in the in the lifestyle for their own they all have their own dynamic they all have their own play preference and so some people are just DTF they are down to fuck they don't necessarily want to know your name they don't need to be super sexually attracted to you they just want to fuck and so if it's an on-premise event they would like to meet you take you back fuck you and then maybe never see you again and they're totally fine with that. There's definitely that group of people. I would say that is probably in the minority from what it's been my experience. More people will either meet at the party and if there is a connection there and they want to take it back to like their room after the party, then you'll have that experience. But again, I think so as far as like less likely to more likely. I say, you know, The people that just want to fuck at the event and not know your name is sort of in the minority. And then you'll have those people that want to try to play after the event, but like the same day. And then you really do have a lot of people that want to have a little bit more of a connection or they want to build that attraction a little bit more before they're ready to play with them for whatever reason. So it just sounds like it's kind
1: of a variety of options when you get there. Cause when I went, uh, myself, I was with a partner and these were sex. One was a party at someone's house. And then another was actual, a physical sex club, you know, location. And they were both really fun. And I got different things out of each, each experience. And it's very exciting, but I haven't actually hooked up with somebody at a party or at an, you know, at an event. And I always think now I'm ready. I've done, I did play with my partner both times and people were watching. And that was, it was interesting because what I tell people is, you know, about this kind of stuff that you think may not be, be in your wheelhouse. You know, I say just, it's worth going and just to, for the experience to see what you like and what you're open to. And, and, What you'll probably end up happening is like with me, I thought I had a specific thing in mind that we were going there for, and that didn't happen. But what ended up happening was because I was there and I was open and in that situation, I ended up discovering other things that I had no idea were even on my radar and they were so fucking hot and I love them to this day. And I never would have known if I wouldn't, you know, just have been open and, said yes to and put myself in these scenarios because it doesn't mean when you go that you have to have sex with anybody.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah, You know, I mean, like, I feel like people, I feel like that's an obvious conclusion, but I don't feel like people kind of fall back on that. You know, like even if they just want to say, I'm just going here to, Even see if this is something that might be exciting or any aspect of this might be exciting for me and my partner or just me or, you know, however, whatever your dynamic is. But yeah, it's just a good thing to go and experience because I think people will be surprised at how exciting it is and how friendly people are and that it's not this weird seedy underbelly pervy thing. You know, it can be if that's what you're into.
0: (laughs) And there's sometimes you want that. (laughs) Yeah, there's definitely those clubs that kind of cater that to that too. Yeah, absolutely. And it's always best to go with no expectations other than just to have a good time and to be open to new experiences. And that's really all all it's about. Perfect. Yeah, if you go in with this expectation that. I'm going to find somebody and I'm going to fuck somebody tonight. First of all, that's puts a lot of pressure on you. You don't know who's going to be there. You don't know if you're going to be attracted to somebody. You don't know if anybody's going to be attracted to you. I mean, there's a lot of different factors that go into that. So it's best if you just go with no expectations other than just to have a good time and to be open to what may happen. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So for me, the reason I want to go by myself is because I am terribly shy about making the first move. And I will say I've been a little spoiled in my life where I haven't had to be the one that goes and tries to make, you know, strike up conversations with guys in general. So I'm a little lazy. (laughs) I'm a, you know, I'm a little lazy about that, but I really actually want to overcome that. So I don't have a problem talking to strangers outside of a sex scenario, right? Right. There's no lack of confidence that way. But it's like, I don't, I'm that girl that when I'm meeting someone for even a date at a bar, I don't want to walk in by myself and be alone going like, is he here? You know, and having to sit down and having that awkward, like, oh, she's by herself, you know? (laughs) And I don't even know where that comes from, Joe. It's just in my brain. and so. I really want to, the reason I want to go to one of these parties by myself, like I said, to overcome that. And I just feel like I will be a badass. Like that's pretty fucking badass. I'm going into a sex party, no wingman. Here I am. And I'm also going to challenge myself to be the one that goes up and talks to people and instigates a conversation. So this is all out of my wheelhouse and this is my long long winded way of asking this question. So how can people boost their confidence or get excited or be okay with making the first move? Because it's intimidating.
0: It can be. So one of the things that I tell people is challenge yourself to do it early. So if one of the things that you want to do, like for you, if you want to go to a party and you're like, I'm going to challenge myself to talk to somebody, challenge yourself to talk to somebody within the first five or 10 minutes of being there. Because it's not going to give you a chance to like build up the nerves and talk yourself (laughs) out of it. That's a good, that's good. Yes. That is good because the
1: anticipation of it is what's killing you.
0: Absolutely. Because (laughs) the longer you wait, the more that fear grows, right? Fear is like that. Fear is very, very, it's not stable. It's going to get bigger the more you avoid it, and it gets smaller when you face it. So, You just face it. So definitely first piece of advice for that is do it quick and then play on your wins because you're like, I did that. I'm a badass. I talked to somebody. I fucking did that. So feed off your wins, and then you can talk to more people. And it's kind of nice if you go with a little bit of a plan of like, one of my podcast episodes that I did was like approaching people in icebreakers. So if approaching people is something that you struggle with, you can go listen to that episode. I don't remember which one it is, but you could search it on there. And there's like, you know, you can ask a question or you can comment on something that they're wearing, or you know, you can have these different suggestions of ways that you can break the ice and talk to somebody. So if you go in with like, I'm going to be looking for somebody that has something interesting on, and then I'm going to go break the ice with that person, it kind of gives you a plan. And usually people feel a little bit more confident when they have a plan in place. So it's not like necessarily like you going in with an expectation other than like a plan. And then you're going to feel a little bit more confident with it. And then really like recognizing how empowering it is for you to be the person that's making that move. Like you're in control. You're deciding who you want to talk to. And that's super empowering. You're not just sitting back waiting for somebody to come to you. You're fucking making it happen you're the one in charge and that's super empowering.
1: Yes, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, it's funny, like, I mean, I don't have a problem with any of this outside of this particular scenario. I think it's the nakedness that then all of a sudden throws me off. Like, you know, I'm the friend that could, you know, when you go out with your girlfriends, if somebody likes somebody or wants a guy to come over or whatever, like I have zero Problem, like I'm the bird dog. I will go and get that guy and bring him back. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you like, you want that guy over here sitting at our table? I'll go get him. Done. <laughs> and done, done, and yes. it's done and done. You want us? You want us to get a round of drinks paid for by some random dudes in the bar? Let's make it happen. Here's exactly. what we're gonna do. You know, I got <laughs> I it. I got them. you. Right. Yeah, but have me without my like, have me topless, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> It's a totally different, you know, it's a totally different thing that gets in my head. So no, but I love that. I will, I will definitely check out that episode because I have been wanting to go and I've said it's on my bucket list this year to go by myself
0: and just check it out. And why not? You know, like, why wouldn't I? Why not? Yeah. And you know, here's the thing too, is you don't have to be topless. If you're not comfortably being topless, you don't have to be naked And most people are, you know, it's most people are not just walking around butt ass naked. There are some, there are some people that are going to get naked at the drop of the hat as soon as they're able to, but most people are not. They like to, the clothes kind of make them feel sexier too. They like the outfits it, it kind of plays into it. So.
1: Okay. And this is going to sound like a terribly, terribly immature question, but I don't remember from when I was there with my partners. I just don't remember. I wasn't paying attention. But it, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm, let's say everybody, there is more nakedness going on where more people are running around naked. When a guy comes up to you and if if he's, I just have this awkward moment in my head, like he comes up and he's just full on erect.
0: You're totally allowed to check that out. You're ah! totally allowed to check that out. Absolutely.
1: Okay, because I'm like, how am I going to have an undistracted conversation, oh, you know, with absolutely. him? Like... And
0: you can, like,
1: it's totally. <laughs> Is it okay to comment? Oh, absolutely.
0: It's... Yeah. You're like, you're like, well, hello. I, I'm i excited but to you're meet happy you. to see me. I'm, too. Uh, yes, <laughs> yes. I'm so happy to meet you and your friend. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes, yeah.
1: yeah <laughs> can we it... shake hands? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay, I know. I was being I'm sorry, I was a little being a little mature there and that's not usually <laughs> like me. But I you know, I mean it's these are the things that when I'm when I'm there, it goes through my head. Also the other things I think that people might want to also know about is, you know, how to politely say no. I've had couples approach me and while I was there with a partner and I have a hard time sometimes and I'm really, really new to it and it hasn't you know, I've, I haven't I guess been exposed to a lot of couples, but just, you know, like a lot of times I'm like, I'm more interested in the woman because I've previously, I'd never been with a woman. I since have, but I'm more really, I'm, I'm genuinely more interested in the women because that's a novel thing for me. I know what guys are all about. And so I want her, you know, I want to be more attracted to her. And so if I'm attracted to her, that's great. But sometimes I'm not as attracted to him. And so, you know, you kind of go, all right, what do we do here? You know, like, am I taking one for the team or like, you know, uh, how do you handle that?
0: I totally get it. That's something I hear over and over again. It's something that a lot of people struggle with because, you know, nobody likes to reject people. Nobody likes to hurt anybody's feelings. Like you don't want to cause that pain, but you also don't want to deal with the awkwardness that it makes you feel like it's awkward. But really the more you do it, the more you get comfortable with it. And you have to be willing to accept a certain amount of rejection. If you're going to be in the lifestyle, that's just part of it. So it is better to be very upfront and honest and kind, but that's what being clear is being kind. So it's okay for you to be like, you guys seem great. And this is what I, Because I tend to be in that same situation for the majority of the time that we've been in the lifestyle, I'm almost always way more into the women than I am into the men. And I have no problem being like, you're hot, I'm way into your wife, like you're no, no offense to you. Like, this isn't a personal thing for you. But I am way more attracted to your wife. And it's not been my experience that that's ever hurt his feelings because I'm clear about it up front and there's no other expectation. And that's the thing is like, sometimes what you don't think about when you're like being so afraid to hurt their feelings is if you're not clear with what you want and what your expectations are, then that other person is going to assume whatever it is that they want to assume or whatever it is that, you know, goes on in their head. And so they may have the expectation that you do want to play with them And that's going to make that situation way more awkward than it could have been at the beginning if you had just said, I'm not interested in playing with you tonight. And that's it. And it actually, it's very kind as well, because you're freeing that person up to go find somebody that is attracted to them. And they're not wasting their time with you. I mean, wasting their time. I, I don't mean to say it like that. But really, if they're interested in finding somebody that wants to play with them that they also want to play with and that's not the case with you but you're engaging with them because you don't want to hurt their feelings you're holding them back from finding somebody that does want to play with them
1: yeah. And, some, and I would say, you know, that's a, probably like it takes a while before you're like, okay, you know, you'll sit there and talk and go through the chit chat when you already know. Like. When you
0: already know. And so it's really fine if it, I mean, not like as soon as somebody walks up to you and starts talking to you, you go, I don't want to fuck you. I mean, that's very presumptuous. <laughs> that's, right. you know, yeah um, when it starts turning sexual and you can tell that they're interested in you and that sex talk starts coming up, it's not unkind for you to say, I just don't feel a spark with you. That's not saying that you're not attractive. And that's not even saying that I'm not attracted to you. So that's kind of a, an easy go to to be like, I'm just not feeling a spark with you.
1: Yeah, I like to say just from one on one with guys, I'll say, you know, I'm just not feeling the chemistry. Exactly. That's, you know, it's the same thing. I mean, yeah. but but it's true. I mean, like, they could be perfectly lovely, I you know, good conversation. It's just, I don't see myself getting naked with
0: you. Right. Yeah. And chemistry has very, very little to do with your personality. I mean, it has little to do with the way you look. It has little to do with your person. It has, it's just very fleeting and it's either there, it's not there, and you can't force it. So I know it's true. Yeah. And I'm one of those people too. Like, I need that chemistry. I need that spark to be sexually attracted to somebody.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm the same way. And it, it it's interesting because I wish I knew where, you know, what <laughs> chemistry was about, because as long as I've been doing this and as far as I can tell, it's just like, I don't have that code cracked. I mean, like literally it's not, it's even not about how somebody looks. It's usually like a lot, like I say, give me a strong seven any day of the week. Like, those are the guys that sneak that end up sneaking up on me. And I'm like, after I'm you start talking to him and you're like, this is the best looking guy in this fucking room oh, right now. absolutely. Like, Holy shit. Sexy <laughs> as fuck. You know, like, that's what I love. I love when you're just like, not the guy that turns your head at first. It's the guy that all of a sudden you're talking to him and you're like, whoa. Yeah. And then you start. Then you feel it like your clits pulsing, you
0: know. Yes. <laughs>
1: and you're like, this oh, yes, is... yeah, I love yes. it. Like, that throbbing, boom,
0: boom, boom. Oh. You're like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: yep. oh yeah, yep.
1: This guy's hot. Yep. He just went from
0: a seven to a ten plus. Oh, you know, yeah, and that's the best. That's amazing too, because like you're so right. It's very rarely like the most traditionally sexy person in the room. Like it's not the first person that first catches your eye, but there's something. It's that. Undefinable chemistry. They have. They have
1: it. Yes, that that it secret sauce. Yes. Oh, oh, that's the best sex too. Oh. oh. It is. Uh, oh yeah. my god! I know. I think uh, <laughs> we're getting each other fired up. Uh, okay, I love yeah. that. This is like I'm like I'm like whoa! <laughs> I know, it's getting <laughs> hot in here now. <laughs> it's what? Is it 10 a.m.? I need to turn the AC on. <laughs> Jesus, snuck. <It's> no- <laughs> all of a sudden, my body's like, "Yep, you know what? You, you know yep. what you're talking about." Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, what if before I go into like how about, well, no, I will. I want to jump into this one now. Okay. What if your partner's getting more attention than you or vice versa? How do you handle that gracefully? Because when I go somewhere, I feel like I don't have a lack, of, you know, like a lack of confidence or anything like that. So, you know, and, and neither usually do the people I tend to partner up with. However, people have their preferences, right? Just like I was saying like, oh, I might be more attracted to the female and not so much her partner. It's one thing to have rejection for yourself, but I almost feel like it would be more awkward for me to watch my partner get rejected, you know, cause I'm sensitive like that. Like I don't want to, I'm like, Oh, how do you handle that? Like, I mean, cause it's harder when you're, you're not just trying to match up two people. I mean, in some instances you are, but if you're there with a partner there's a lot more moving parts that are going to make this go or not go. And I almost think it's harder when you, you know, for couples to find other couples.
0: Absolutely. That four way connection, it can be very elusive. It can be very challenging to find that four way connection. That's why so many people that are in the lifestyle end up playing solo, you know, not all of them. Obviously some people are like, we only play together. That's what we like. That's the turn on. We like to feed off of that energy from the other person. But it's challenging. And so if you want to play more and you find yourself not being able to, it's another option that people have that they do play separate. But it's funny because I've I've done both of those podcast episodes. I've done when you get more attention than your partner and when your partner gets more attention than you. And it's tough because it can really fuck with your head. You know, it can bring up like when your partner is getting more attention than you, it can fuck with your self-esteem. It can make you feel insecure. It can make you feel like you're not good enough. And like I think it will, I'm
1: being honest here for me. And I feel like I'm a pretty confident female and I, I just, that I would be, I don't know how I would take it. It's, I mean, being honest, like I would what? just be like, Oh shit. I mean, like that would be weird to, you know, like, you know where you are in the pecking order. Right. And then all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute, but you don't, you don't really get that feedback in a partnership, like you're, you know, who's the more interesting, attractive one. Right. Right. Perceived by one person or a group of people, whatever, however it comes, but that would just be like another little thing. I would see that as if you're not, you and your partner aren't solid and you guys aren't having good communication. I feel like this could be a real awkward thing.
0: Absolutely. It is. And it's also, it's one of those reasons why, If you struggle with yourself, if you struggle with your own insecurities, it can also like bring all of those up too. And so having a handle on how to handle that, how to deal with that, how to manage your thoughts and how to process those things is super helpful. But for sure with your partnership, if you're not solid if you don't have good solid communication that you can actually have those difficult conversations with each other. Like you get home from the event or even at the event and you pull them aside and you're like, this is what I'm feeling. I'm feeling this and having that person listen to you and like validate your feelings and say, okay, I understand what you're saying. Not even necessarily trying to fix it at that moment, but sometimes you just need to share what you're feeling and be heard. And then you guys figure out together what you're going to do with that, like what that looks like. So, you know, so much of it is people haven't really been taught how to process their own feelings. They haven't been taught how to deal with that. So when those things come up, they just like shy away from them. They don't explore them. They don't talk about them. They don't process them in their own way they just try to distract themselves from it, or they try to run from it, or they try to drink it away, or they try to do all of these other things to avoid those feelings. And that never fucking works because you're not, you're not figuring it out. You're never going to come. You're never going to get past that if you aren't able to talk to your partner and talk to yourself and process that and get past it.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah so what are the top three things not to do at a lifestyle event
0: definitely like touch without permission like you can't just walk up and just grab somebody or assume that they are going to want to fuck you don't be a dick like don't be an asshole don't i know that that sounds really like simple and simplistic but don't don't be a dick like don't
1: I know, but I think we need to drill down on what being a dick is. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. I know. I know what being a dick is. Right. And you know what being a dick is because you're female. <laughs> what are we talking about here specifically? What is What are the dick moves we just don't want to see? The dick moves are like
0: being overly aggressive and then not taking no for an answer. Like if somebody is talking to you and you are telling them that you're not interested in your body language and also in your words and they are disrespecting what you're saying and they're not taking no for an answer, that's a dick move. And so if they're being obnoxious about it or if they're blaming you for it, or if they're like, oh, well you just, you're, (sighs) you're not even that good looking anyway. Exactly. Right. Like throwing it back on them. Like that's definitely a dick move for sure. And then third thing is definitely like, it's always about respect. So don't disrespect people. Don't disrespect people's partners. That's also a big thing is like, if you don't ignore somebody's partner, like even if you're just interested in talking to the woman, keep in mind that these are people. They have a, you know, especially if they're coupled, if they have a relationship, then you need to respect the fact that they have a relationship. And so that means right. like, like having respect for that other partner too, bringing them in, at least communicating with them and like respecting the fact that that relationship comes first.
1: Right. I would think honestly that, uh, and maybe I'm wrong about this, but you know, my inclination would be, I would feel more comfortable I'm, If I'm there with a partner, if they're sort of addressing my partner first, just out of respect, you know, just that they also do that, however brief, regardless of what their agenda is, I just feel like that's respectful and not to, you know, to completely ignore or re- not acknowledge the person they're there with, even if that person's, you know, across the room, it's like, you know who they're there with. Just go up and address that person first and say, oh, hey, you know, or give him a compliment like, oh, my gosh, your partner's so gorgeous, lovely, sexy, whatever. And then I'd like to go talk to her. Is that, you know? I mean, it's
0: I totally get I don't that. Know. It's, it's I It's mean,
1: definitely sometimes. Can't we, be, can't we have some chivalry, even though we're all here for this? what We know what we're here for. Right.
0: Absolutely. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's and, and that respect is rule number one. I feel like in the lifestyle, respect should always be in life. But especially in the lifestyle, and you may not know who your partner is, who your partner is with, because generally, like Chad and I, when we're at a party, like I'm the social butterfly. And so I'm flitting around all over the place. And so it can be challenging to know who your partner is. But it's great if you're having a conversation with somebody for you to be like, who are you here with? And then if you have the least bit of interest in taking this more than just a conversation, it's great for you to be like, I'm going to go talk to your partner and I'm just going to introduce myself or I'm going to go chat with them too to let them know that I'm respecting them. It's just, it's again, it's that respect. And so sometimes it can be challenging for you, like in an ideal world, yes, you may like, I'm going to go talk to this person. I'm going to go talk to the partner first and be like, is it okay for me to talk to your girl? But then, I mean, realistically, they may be doing other things. Right. Realistically, (laughs) that's challenging. But I think if you go into it with the mindset of just holding that respect first and holding the respect for that partner and keeping that in mind, and then whatever opportunity arises for that, are you putting, making, creating an opportunity for that to make sure that you're respecting that partner?
1: Yes. Perfect. So. What do you think about this lifestyle that can, what can really bond you to your partner? Oh,
0: okay. So if you are going to be in the lifestyle and you are going to be successful, if you're going to f- like flourish together and in the lifestyle, you have to have some rock solid communication. You have to have some rock solid trust. You have to be willing to talk about uncomfortable shit and, and, that is going to bring you so much closer, so much more intimate and a, not even like in a sexual way, but just in an intimate depth way that so many people like in vanilla relationships can't appreciate because they not saying that, that vanilla relationships can't have that intimacy and they can't have that depth. I'm absolutely not saying that, but if you are only in a vanilla relationship, then you haven't had the opportunity to have to have these kind of difficult conversations. And you haven't had to have these sort of like, I'm attracted to other people. How do you feel about that? I want to fuck other people. How do you feel about that? Like, is this person more attractive than me? And then having to deal with that and having to come to terms with it. Or, you know, when you guys are not on the same page, And, you know, one person wants to play more than the other or the dynamic shifts and one person is now finding themselves attracted to people that they never were before and having to deal with that. So it definitely... How do you deal with that? It's, you know, we're kind of in that situation because in the last like year or so, I've found myself being way more attracted and wanting to pursue men than I ever have before. Like, for the most part, the majority of our lifestyle journey has been really, really just focusing on women. And that's been amazing. And that's been wonderful. But it's kind of shifted a little bit. And so that was a challenge. It was like, okay, you know, and it brought up some insecurities. And we had to talk about those things. And we had to figure out Where the comfort level was and how we were going to pursue those things. And you just, you talk about it and then you let that other person process and figure out what, how they feel about it. And then you come back and you talk about it some more and you dabble a little bit and it's like this dance. So,
1: yes. What is your partner doing right that you feel helps you and promotes you discussing what your insecurities are? because i think this is a really crucial point for people it, in relationships regardless of what is going on dynamic wise whether it's like you said whether it's vanilla whether you know you're in the lifestyle but if you're bringing up something and you're brave enough to do it and it's an insecurity so it strikes a chord you know so it's hard for you a to even admit that What do you feel that you're like, what are the things that your partner's done that's been supportive and that's really helped you the most?
0: I think for me, a number one is not judging it, like not blaming me for wanting something that I didn't want before. So it's like, okay, so this is something that you want now and you're changing things. So he's, He's not like angry about it. He's not judging the fact that it's changing. It's he's just accepting that this is something else that I want now. And even if it's something that he's kind of struggling with in his, in himself, he's willing to talk to me about the reasons that he's struggling and what he's feeling without judging me or blaming me. And I think that's really hard for some people because when people get hurt or when they get insecure, so many people like their instinct is to blame somebody else. So it's like, well, you made me feel this way. And it's like, that's not going to be conducive to me wanting to share anything with you in the future, because you've just made this not safe anymore. So it's making sure that you're not blaming, and that you're not judging.
1: I want to like reiterate that point right there when you said you just made me feel not safe anymore, because this is, I think the number one thing doesn't matter. Again, apply this to in any relationship, vanilla, you know, go from like zero to 60. The minute that you're feeling like your partner's, you know, you're not making you feel safe anymore where you can't express yourself. That's when shit starts to erode. That moment right there. And so I think it's really important for, regardless, you know, if you're in a partnership, especially when it comes to sexual things, you know, the minute you start shutting your partner down and, you know, making them an island with their feelings, then. That's when bad shit happens. <laughs> That's when troubles
0: Absolutely. start brewing. Yeah. Because then <laughs> you don't feel safe to share those things. So it's just going to, you're going to hold on to them and they're going to fester and they're going to grow. And it's going to be a super rocky downhill trip for you.
1: Right. But conversely, again, back to this question and why I asked it, because conversely is when you are able to express yourself in a way where you're just being honest with your partner and they're just receiving it and not taking it personally, like that, just that act right there is so bonding. So huge. Because yeah, then you're trusting that you can be a hundred percent yourself with this person. And uh, you know, I don't think you need that from multiple people. You really just kind of need that from, you know, if you can find that with one person,
0: that's all you the- need
1: that's all you need. They're like your anchor, you know, that's what I call it. Like you can, it's fun to do all this stuff and be free floating out there and exciting and having all these experiences, but it doesn't take away from the fact like that you still have that anchor person in your life that you come, you know, you come back to, you come together, you get to share all this. And that is so, fucking bonding right there like it's amazing isn't it like, it really
0: is it's so holy amazing shit. yeah
1: like, you really see me like you know like yeah and you really accept me
0: yeah I love that and you're you've seen all of this other shit and you're okay with that like it's yeah so bonding
1: okay so who who do you think is best suited for this lifestyle and who would be maybe least suited for this lifestyle? I hope you're enjoying this episode. I'm so sad it has to end. Are you craving more content with me? Don't worry, I've got you covered. Go even deeper with me on my private podcast. You get four additional episodes a month published every Friday, revealing outtakes from my super private personal audio journal, things said after the show, but when I'm still recording, the inside scoop on who's been naughty and who's been naughtier, bombshells I've kept to myself this whole entire time, things I can only talk about with a more intimate group of listeners and additional surprise bonus content so hot it makes even me blush. So when you finish this episode and you're still craving more, please allow me to satiate you. Just head over to thecuriousgirldiaries.com and click on exclusive or click on the link in the show notes.
0: All right, on with the show. If you are not solid in your relationship the lifestyle is probably this is not a good time for you to dabble into it like you it's going to it's kind of like trying to have a kid to fix your relationship yeah it's the (laughs) getting into the lifestyle (laughs) but people joke
1: people do that I can you know what's funny is I can read somebody's profile a couple's profile and I can tell, I'm like, oh my God, they're just trying to fix something uh-huh. right now. They're trying to fix something. Yeah. And I don't want to, I'm not like.
0: And you stay the fuck away from that couple, don't you?
1: Absolutely. <laughs> Shit. I don't need to be in the middle of that. You know, I'm like, oh no, 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 no. I mean, you can see it. You can feel it. It's like, we want to spice things up. Uh-oh. like oh oh, 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 no because I'll tell you what I know this pussy can spice things up but (laughs) it's magic it's it's magic but I yeah I think this is like this is going to be some black magic over here because you guys are just gonna this is gonna destroy you yeah
0: (laughs) absolutely it's um you have to be solid in your relationship you have to have good communication and you have to be willing to be uncomfortable because there's gonna be some shit that's gonna come up and you have to if you're super rigid and you can't adjust to those things, you're gonna struggle.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> you you don't even want to go down no. this
0: road. No. Yeah.
1: I've often said on this show, like nothing nothing will put your insecurities and everything that really needs to be brought out to the forefront, like sex and sexuality, nothing will like expose and push on those sensitive spots more than this subject. And I personally have learned by, prioritizing my sex life and setting goals for it and understanding that it changes. And it's just, it's this part of me that needs to be nurtured and constantly, you know, and that, that it grows and evolves and it doesn't stay the same, but by acknowledging that, you know, it's just taken me in so many directions and it's been the biggest teacher about myself. Absolutely. That's what I don't, that's what I wish people really understood. Like, You want to learn about yourself really fast, really quick, focus on your sexuality. And you're going to, you're going to be like exposing yourself like instantaneously to the heart of the root of all of your like bullshit.
0: You (laughs) absolutely know so much. And I've said the same thing about the lifestyle is like, you're going to, it's like giving you this space to have the freedom to explore that sexuality. And you're going to learn a lot about yourself. You're going to learn a lot about your partner. You're going to learn a lot about your relationship, but it's having that, that freedom and that acceptance in that space to do it. That's just, I've often said for me, my opinion is that the lifestyle is not about sex as much as it's about acceptance. It's this community where people accept this sexual freedom and they accept the fact that you're exploring different things and that everybody is different and everybody has different wants and different needs and different desires and different turn-ons and different kinks and all of that stuff and it's the acceptance to be like this is okay it's okay to be different and it's okay to have these like you said because Sex is a great teacher for yourself. It's the best. <laughs> it's the best teacher for you to figure out who it's you like really the Autobahn are. Autobahn of self-learning.
1: I'm like, yeah, you know, like seriously. You want to just punch it? Get on that super highway. Like you're going to learn fast, fast, fast. That's so like okay. Woo! I just, <laughs> I just hit on
0: like crash course. You just hit
1: on like yeah. I just hit on like ten things that like you know I'm not okay with, and hmm. These are things like they're coming up. These are issues. Like I need to address these or, or, you know, it's showing me this or showing me that like it, there's just no way around it. You're going to, it's going to be, it's a mirror. It's holding it up for you. It is absolutely. Yeah. yeah. What's been your best experience in the lifestyle? I already, I think we kind of got through, I think we already got through. I was going to say it was, this question was about your best or worst, but we already addressed that. Yeah. Like, I just kind of want to know, like, what was your best experience and what made it the best?
0: Um, Sexually. I think it was probably that first experience with her. And I think it was just because it was so new. And it was so exciting. And it was like, learning all of this stuff. And it was the, for the first time, like having this freedom to do that. And so it's really, that's the one that just keeps coming up for me. Like, I've probably had better sex, you know, in the last, 17 years but overall experience wise i think it was that but even more that more than that for me is like these fucking amazing friendships that i've made and it's like these people that you don't have to filter yourself with at all like you can literally say anything anything isn't that nice and it is just Amazing. Like, I don't know how I did it before. Like, I don't know how vanilla people do it. I don't know how they do it when they have, you know, they don't. I, they don't do it. That's the thing. They're
1: not doing it. They're, they're bored and they're having, like, they're in dead bedrooms.
0: Yeah. That's so sad. So sad.
1: I mean, I don't have all the answers and I haven't, I don't have all this figured out, but from doing this and exploring and the feedback that I get, you know, is that the, People that are in monogamous relationships struggle because of, I think, the natural inclination that over time, it's a really hard standard to put all of your sexual desires, wants, needs, interests into on one person. It's an unfair it really thing, really, really, to is. place on someone's shoulders. And so if we know that we have to stop thinking that we own that owning someone's sexuality is the same as committing to be partner in a partnership over the long haul, that there are two different things, you know, that I can still have your love, devotion and respect as this is the primary person that you want in your life versus you know your sexuality which is so fluid
0: it's so fluid and that's the thing too fluid it is and that's the thing that people I think don't recognize and so I and it
1: changes and it evolves and what you loved and you know like with each other 10 years ago it doesn't like it's not a slight when somebody says I need something different now or more, or I want to morph this or change this a bit. Like when, you know, if someone were to come to me before I did all this seven years ago, if someone were to come to me and be like, pitching me this idea, I'd be like, oh my God, like I would internalize that and be like, it's about me. I'm not good enough. You don't love me. It's uh, I'm boring. I'm not turning you on. Like I would all of a sudden be like, because those are the things I can control. Right. Like if I could change this way, maybe I can do this or be one way or the other in bed for you, instead of just under you know really going. Let's separate this out from you know what you're saying about what you're saying about your sexuality versus what you're saying about us as a couple. And like okay, so we know that we're solid as a couple, but this this component is different. And so how do we? What are we going to do
0: here? Right, absolutely. You know, and
1: you negotiate it, and you come up with ways to figure it out. But to expect that there's two things that I just have come to like grates on my it's like fingernails on a chalkboard like thinking that there's someone should stay exactly the same we're going to do it exactly the same missionary lights off whatever it is right like that's our thing forever and you know that someone isn't going to want to that their sexuality hasn't changed in some ways maybe i was completely heterosexual when i was with you and now I'm bi-curious or now this is interesting to me or I want to try that. Like,
0: I think you also, what comes up for me when you say that too, is like when you have this, this image in your mind that this is the person that I need to be with forever and I need to not be with anybody else, it, you don't even allow yourself to consider the possibility that you might want more. Like you don't even allow yourself to grow. You don't allow yourself to imagine. You don't allow yourself to explore any other possibilities. You're like, this is it. I'm not allowed to, to want anything more. So those people convince themselves that they're going to be a hundred percent fully satisfied because you're all
1: I need. Yes.
0: Because they have not allowed themselves to even consider the possibility more,
1: yeah, because they don't. I think earnestly, they just don't believe that 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 isn't going to be something that's detrimental or problematic to your primary relationship. You know, because it, it's all been wrapped into one, and that's why I just go back to saying, like, we ha- I think we need better understanding of what you know that our sexuality is different from our devotion, you know, to somebody and our commitment to somebody. And it's that I can still show up for you and be all these things and then also still have a very expansive sex life that you're a part of. And that also I have separate things, wants, needs and desires around as well. Absolutely. You know, that it, it doesn't have to always be like that one person doesn't own it. And that's a tough concept. Like that, I think is a really tough concept. It's, I'm okay with it when someone's giving me that permission, but I'll admit it's hard for me to also then
0: give them that,
1: give them that. Yeah. But what I like about that mindset is that it challenges me to grow and be more confident and better. And what, and then what comes from that is just like that ultimate massive, just bonding and cement connection to another person that is like, you're both giving, you're reciprocating that to each other. And like, why would you ever leave? Absolutely. You know, I mean, seriously, like if you can lock that down.
0: Why would you leave? Right. You're learning, you're learning more about yourself. You're learning more about who you are and what you want and the kind of person that you want to be. And through that process, you're also like giving your partner this amazing gift and they're giving you this amazing gift. And it's just, and that's just
1: bonding you in ways that you can't even, people think that's going to break you apart, but it's like, look, if you can do this, it's going to bond you. Nobody is going to be able to come between you over just a physical act.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah. But that's the difference is that people don't understand their their relationships could be tested and a physical act could because they haven't been this open. That's when, you know, the really cons like, you know, conservatives, that's why people are having affairs and things like that. And then it breaks them up because you know what? you approach this in an all or nothing way and you got an all or nothing answer, you know? And so if it's not, you know, if you're, sh- if maybe there's a little room for flexibility, you should start checking this out. Cause I'll tell you what, it's exciting. It's fun. And it makes, it adds, it only really adds when done, right. It really just adds it's to the so much. primary relationship. Absolutely,
0: yeah. It really does enhance it. And it's like so many people are like, they see it as an either or, And I'm like, what if it's not, what if it's not an either or, what if it's a both? What if it's a yes and?
1: Yeah, yeah, (sighs) I know. There we go. That is perfect. Okay, so you almost probably just answered this question, but the last question I really kind of have is, so why is it, why is it so important, important to you to help swingers embrace their, as you put it, badassery and grab this (laughs) lifestyle
0: by the balls? That's your, that's, that's your quote. Yeah. It's just like, they want to explore these things, but they have this doubt, their own self doubt, their own, like, for me, the people that I really love to work with are the people that know that they want more. They know that they're not satisfied with what they have, but they have these insecurities and they have these self-limiting beliefs that are holding them back from, from going after it. And I want, I'm so passionate about helping them recognize their patterns and recognizing the ways for them to get past them so that they can go after the lifestyle. They can get what they want. They can make that first move. They can approach that person that they really want to. They can let their partner know that they're bi, or they can let the fucking world know that they're bi. They can put it out there and not feel ashamed or not feel scared of the repercussions of it. Like that's why I'm passionate about helping people embrace their badassery is like helping them recognize that those things that they want are fucking amazing. And it's a makes them part of who they are and Once they've learned to accept that, learn those things about themselves and accept that about themselves, like the fucking sky is the limit. Like they have so many possibilities of things that they can achieve, that they can get once they embrace that, once they're willing to go for it.
1: Yes. All right. So I know you have a lot of tools that you can that you can help people and those are on your website. So tell us what those are briefly and then also tell everyone where they can find you.
0: Uh, my big signature program is called Get Out of Your Head and Into Their Bed. And it's really designed to help you recognize like the internal struggles that you have, those internal limiting beliefs, but also help you recognize how you're showing up. And it has a big component of like body language and learning body language in your own and other people's and how to show up in the world the way that you want to show up. So it kind of takes you through step by step of how you can achieve the things that you want, how you can get out of your head, how you can manage those thoughts and those fears and how you can get past them and how you can go after what you want. It's my favorite program. I love it. It's 12 weeks, but my website is www.theconfidentswinger.com. The Confident Swinger podcast. It's available on most all of the platforms Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, all of those. It's also available on my website. And I have, yeah, and Facebook. And you are I'm on- nice enough. Oh, Facebook too. Yeah. Facebook, I will yeah. put all,
1: yeah. I'll put your links in the show notes in case anybody misses it. But I also want to point out, too, guys, Joe has been so generous. She is giving 25% off the first five people who join her program, get out of your head and into their bed.
0: Yes. So 25% off, just send me an email and put Layla in the subject line and we will start that process for you. We'll start a call, like have a conversation about what you want. Everything is 100% individualized always. So it's really about making sure that I'm a good connection. I'm a good fit for you and you're a good fit for me and for the program to make sure that you're going to get the results that you want. But the first five people that email me, put Layla in the subject line, we'll get 25% off that program.
1: All right. Well, thank you so much, Joe. We are just in one second. We're going to be heading over into the private podcast section to record a little overtime stuff for the private podcast people, people that are in my private podcast. And everybody, thank you guys so much for listening today. You know what I love you to do. You know where you can find me, my favorite thing. Go to my website, thecuriscaldiaries.com. What I love the most, what I live for are your voicemails. You guys know that I love hearing from you on my website. There's a pink tab on the right-hand side. You have five minutes. Let it rip. We can talk about anything and everything that you want. And I get back to each and every one of you personally. I love it so much. It helps me connect with you guys and get your feedback. So do not be shy. Super easy to do. Again, CuriousGirlDiaries.com. All right, everyone, stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe. Love you guys so much. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like what you hear, refer me to a friend. And make sure you're following me on social media. Also, go to the website, thecuriousgirldiaries.com and join my subscribers only list for access to exclusive content. And as usual, questions or comments, you can always email me at Curious at the Curious Diaries dot